so terrible at this. You podcast, you suck. <laughs> Why don't we play a little magic? I want to play a new deck, Tajik. Why'd you leave your deck set home? I guess we'll create another podcast, Commander Smiths. Why? <laughs> Repeat that Commander twice. Smith. Repeat that twice a little bit. That's cheating. I, I don't think you trust in my self-deprecating sign. I try when cousins should really <laughs> oh that's awesome system of a down correct uh which one is that though it's not the, the first hit i heard it's not the bombs or the no no, no, no not a, not byob oh which one is that then wake mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. watch little makeup I don't know the name of it. What's the name of the song? Chop Suey. Oh, duh. Chop Suey. Heck yeah. I you love that song. Bit. Yeah, that's one of the best songs. That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Welcome to Commander Smith. We are the Commander Smiths. I am Adam Smith. And I'm Lowry Smith. Don't worry. We are cousins. Woo! And this is episode number 76. 76, kind of 75 point... <laughs> five because uh half our episode was gone last week it was the weirdest we're now just cut out (laughs) we're looking so for patrons thank you because we're now looking at being able to use that to upgrade our equipment because we're like we have to get it so that we don't have this this problem we've we've had it cut out like six eight months ago where i had to drive back up to adams and we redid a spotlight yeah and then, like a couple months ago, it cut out, but we caught we it after like the five, mic. ten minutes. Yeah. I was like, "Why oh. the fuck is my level so low?" Now, after last week, it's like, "Nah, let's upgrade." Yeah, so let's- I think we're going to be looking at a little uh, behind the curtain thing. We use Yeti mics, which are like USB that plug into my computer, and I think we're actually going to look into buying a mixing board with analog mics. Which I mean, seriously, it, it it will be a little bit of money, but like the. As long as we don't have to screw with oh, the yeah. levels before, because we spend we, yeah. we tell you that part minutes yeah. on we just getting the mics right. Because and we've talked about it before when we've had echo problems. If you've been with us yeah. from the beginning, we've had multiple episodes where like all of a sudden one of us is echoing throughout the entire thing. We have to do like a mic test at the beginning, and, and then it'll change settings, randomly. Yeah. <laughs> the settings just, like, that you had last pictures. week don't work this week, and so it's just like because we're using a free program. Uh, it's called Voice Meter. That you get online, that which is probably one of the better free ones. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a way to mix your two mics together because otherwise you have trouble having both your mics going at the same time. Otherwise, Larry and I, I guess we could share a mic. We are cousins. <laughs> Just be all right next to each <laughs> other. Our beards intertwining. <laughs> you don't have a real beard. You have stubble. Yeah. You're like Velcro. Mine is like not that long right now. <laughs> oh, good for you. In the winter, Lowry. mine is like a vine trellis you, where it's all over the place. You know, the biggest thing about last week that I, you know, yeah, Yarok got cut out, mm-hmm. but there were so many, oh, good for you's that I had in there for you. And I had to cut it all. It's like, damn it. Larry bragged a lot last week. And honestly, I don't remember what I say on this podcast most of the time. So since you cut <laughs> it, was it about, I might just repeat You're myself. probably going to because we're going to go over cards and then you're like, do you have that one in foil or? Or a promo because that's what it was. So get ready for Larry to do some bragging. All right, so what do we got this week? We uh, have quite a few things. Well, so we're we're, we're gonna do a Yarok spotlight. Uh, and a couple weeks ago, we kept on going like, ah, I love that creature or card or whatever. So we have decided to do our favorite top five creatures, independent lists between yep. the two of us. So we both made the list, and then we kind of 
made it and then we showed it show yeah. and tell and so we're gonna go like, five down to one of our top five favorite cards not necessarily well, there was another angle we could have done like most used or just our favorite it's yeah just yeah it's, like. it's fi- favorite and which yeah we don't have to just we don't yeah. have to prove whatever our favorite is <laughs> you're a liar that's yeah. not your favorite <laughs> well it was weird because there was a couple a... where you're like why aren't you doing this exactly because like... there's cards i stayed away from because i like using them now but i didn't use them because they're more of like a lowry card that's how lowry introduced me to him and he had them in all like one that's not on our list is spell skite sure yep. and that's one card where i was like thought for sure lowry might have that on there but his list i know what you're talking about i'm like oh yeah those are five cards you like to use a lot so um and then but first off i guess we got to go through our we're, we're going to talk a little bit about last week we kind of got trolled yeah uh, <laughs> but we'll get into that at well the we beginning. can talk about well, it right no, now. we gotta we gotta talk about our plugs Oh yeah, let's get our plugs. We what? do Twitter. <laughs> That's where we get ourselves we in Twitter, trouble. Larry? Yeah, we fucking follow trolls apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to talk about it there. Actually, that's where you can actually talk about it because it's on Twitter. Is where I originally saw the post. I don't remember who I saw it from, but this was like two weeks ago, and I like took a picture of it and I sent it to Larry, and I was like, "Look, there's gonna be fairies." And it was and there's a. It was excerpt. that story part of that we were talking about last week. And where Urza and Zancho were planeswalking, and then they went on to a world that was very similar to Lorwyn, which was going to be uh, Eldraine and Eldraine, Eldraine, <laughs> and the Drain. Uh, so apparently, there's this. Uh, it's at, at Still, Still Carry, Carry does this, uh, and they they Photoshop and make things kind of real. But they're basically, uh, as uh, Saffron Olive told us. A Vorthos troll. Yeah. Like so, the premier one. <laughs> the funny thing is... And we don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. I found out about it today when I was listening to Fast Finance and they were just about to like... Uh, they were going to mention it. Yeah. James was about to and then Travis was like, nope, no, nope, no, hey, no. That, that's <laughs> well, that from Carrie, right? And it's like, yeah, like that's a troll. It's, they do that like editing thing where it makes it and he's like oh good thing i didn't make an ass of it myself and i was like damn it we did <laughs> so i text i was like uh that thing that isn't a real thing he's like yeah. oh and then i started kind of checking it out and i was like oh yeah yeah well what was because, the other there was another one okay that- so like the other thing that we didn't talk about because i did find out that it was like a troll part but we're doing this independently but it was the same person same and they so they uh um they kind of photoshopped Mark Rosewater's Tumblr or whatever he does. And it was like, this is just a fairy tale set. There's no fairies in the set. I don't know why everybody's buying stuff out. And I took a picture. I sent it to Adam. Like, holy crap, this is crazy. Well, didn't it also say like, ah, I did this to get all the, all the speculated. Yeah. Everybody. I was like, this is super weird. And then I started checking the comments afterwards. And then a minute later, I was like, joke. It's a yeah. joke. Don't do anything with this. <laughs> yeah. Total joke. Uh, but we did not catch the other one. So at still carry, you got us. Yeah. And uh, we did a whole segment on that. Yeah. So. Well, it wasn't a whole segment. <laughs> Because we did, no, I mean, was, there. Uh, it was pretty quick. Last week, I did have the link from an actual article. I think it was Hipsters of the Coast. So I linked their article, which they were there at San Diego Comic Con, and they have a lot of good info there. That's where, if you're kind of confused on where we're at or what we said, uh, I am also confused. So I'd say go back. I'll probably link it under here as well, just again, just to clarify mm-hmm. and make sure that the information is accurate that we're kind of letting you know. Well, one other part that came of it and why it actually really, besides us talking about it on Twitter, how it came up was one of our listeners was talking with 
saffron olive about something and then posted us saying hey whatever and then what well, yeah what were you guys talking about so then so i then posted lowry posted the picture and then seth actually today was like that's a trolling job and we're like yep we got it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we got fooled well no 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 because he was responding to me saying we this is a troll like we we this oh, is so not you, inaccurate he was I responding did. to you yeah. that's what i was talking to you earlier i yeah. was like i was confused why all of a sudden today he was responding when so that i was from like once last... once we were discussing like this is a troll i was like oh okay we need to own up to being wrong and getting gotcha. we, we got owned. Uh, that makes and sense, so then then saffron olive was like yeah that's officially a troll and they were good. They're yeah. funny. And I think a lot of people get it. Yeah. Uh, we just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll learn to uh, read comments. We're, we're new to this Twitter thing. We've yeah. only been on Twitter for a year now of uh, <laughs> realizing, uh, let's look at the comments and see what everybody else says. <laughs> Although let's a lot of times I mean. when you look at comments underneath, it's just on some things just hate and whatever. So a lot of times. Yeah, I that is depressing it. to read comments <laughs> too. I'll admit but that. One thing that was really nice. Uh, Except for Meat Force on YouTube. Hey, there we go. There. Boom. That's what, well, I was going to say the one thing that's kind of cool that happened this week. There was multiple people that did this. We had Trombley, uh, Swope, uh, Joseph, Wonder, uh, did shout outs. Whenever people. So we kind of talked about last week. If you're looking to help our show grow by telling other people whenever you see if you're on twitter if somebody asks for a shout out for podcasts to listen to freaking hey we love it when we yeah, see ours pop up on there toss so our, toss our name out there it's really appreciated yeah. and it's kind of like wow wow it gets you <laughs> and then if you, you right throw there. the hashtag meat force at the bottom that that's the best part <laughs> that's, that's what I, I text lara i was like i like that I like we were that. in the list of the the shows that uh, i think it was joseph that was texting or that Oh, yeah, yeah. That uh, you can, you can finish my talking. thought, but then yeah, you start going, going for the beer, and then I start thinking about I beer. I can drink whenever I want. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> not my dad at all. It's not what you say in the bedroom. Uh, so We're in the basement. What are we drinking, Larry? It's uh, Gumball Head from Three Floyds, what? which is a solid uh, beer company. Cheers. Gumball it's a wheat. Head. I spilled it. You're spilling it. It doesn't taste like a gumball. No, but it's a it's a wheat. It's just gumball head. Doesn't mean. Oh yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's a solid wheat. Yeah, Three Floyds is a really good company. Mm. So. So. I completely lost my train of thought. Thank God. <laughs> Joseph did his thing. Meat oh, Force. because Meat then Force. he hashtagged Hashtag at the Force. end. Yep. He, he shout out did his shout out for shows like CCO and ours, and then at the end it was hashtag Meat Force. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also on Twitter, we do uh, I do not sharing with or hashtag not sharing with Adam, and hashtag he does proxies of, proxy the of the week. Hashtag proxy of the week. Last week was constant miss, which is one of the sweetest cards. That was one of my favorite proxies to make, and I made that like a year ago at least. It was when I made Rashmi, mm-hmm. so I've had that for over a year. But uh, yeah, then you can go on YouTube. Like I said before, that's one of the free ways to support our show. You go on there, like, subscribe, share. And then you can go on there. We still have the July drawing. Uh, Just barely. Yeah. So Meat Force, counts? hashtag Meat Force. Right. And then we'll have a new drawing for next month. But like I said, with the drawing stuff, if you don't, if you didn't hear it last week, we're kind of combining these two months because there was vacations and stuff like that. So we're going to be no. sending all your proxies out for June and July. And then also potentially what you win off of the 
Corset 2020 box. We're going to be giving that away and we're going to just be drawing names and kind of giving out packs essentially yeah. to our patrons, whoever, a dollar per uh, entry, entry for whatever you're doing. So, so that will be probably, we ordered the box already, so we're just waiting for that to come in and then we'll be shooting the video either this next weekend or the following weekend. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, we'll send that all out. And then what's another place they can find us? Uh, you can email us. Any song suggestions? We've kind of dried up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Is that um, all on your doing there? Yeah, that yeah, I did chop Wow, yeah. I'm amazed. You put more than a word it was uh, a song that has more than one word. Do you know in how hard it? it is to <laughs> rhyme with magic? <laughs> I mean, magic. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah. And then yeah, like I said, Patreon, you can go on there, Patreon and donate money. Help us out because that'll you know you also yeah, you can get in this still this month for the drawing for the corset. So if you want to yeah, get but in. But at there, the end of uh July here, you cut off. Yep. So July or August 1st, we will check out who's all on there, put everybody in the, the hat, draw names, and then that's how we're going to do the winnings for the pack. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's move on to the episode. I guess we kind of just went over We Were Wrong segment a little bit. Well, you had one more. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that. so Joseph Wonder uh, pointed out uh, two weeks ago, I believe, uh, we did the Really Hard to Kill one. Was it Too Late to Kill? Mm -hmm. uh, and with Deadeye Navigator... Um, I was thinking for some reason that you could just blank it out of, you know, out of uh, removal. But what it is, is there is a trigger where that comes on to play and then you can respond to that trigger. So it's still a really good card. Mm -hmm. It's probably should be uh, kill on sight. Yeah. Not too late to kill, essentially. But it's still it's still really, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a still lot of work. too late to kill in a way because you have to have something right there to yeah. be able to mess yeah. with it. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it has to be right there. So it's still really good, but. Thank you for pointing that out, uh, Meat Force Nation. Meat Force, hashtag Meat Force. All right, let's move on to Spotlight Deck. A Spotlight Deck. Point five, 1.5? 1.5. 1.5. Are we going backwards? <laughs> or before? Is that how that works? Yeah. So we kind of went through this whole thing last week, and I tried to really include that into the podcast, and it just sounded terrible. So what happened was we talked about earlier Lowry's audio cutout. So you, at some points, you couldn't even hear Lowry at all. It was just like I was talking to myself <laughs> and laughing at myself, and I was like, this seems really conceited. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Is that like how that. you laugh? Yep. That's <laughs> pretty fake. All right, so... Yarok. I don't even know where to begin with this. So two colorless, green, black, blue, three, five, death touch, lifelink. That's all, right? Yep. Well, besides <laughs> the... Another uh, cool part. Besides, uh, whenever a permanent comes into play that causes a permanent that you control to trigger, to trigger it does it a second time. So the interesting thing... Where I think Panharmonicon's a little different is that whenever an artifact or a creature you control comes into play, it triggers an so ability. It all has to be you control, whereas this yeah. is any permanent that comes into play that causes one of your permanents to trigger, it does it twice. So the whole idea of this deck, so there was a couple of things that I was kind of running over ideas with Larry, and I was like, should I do an all ETB deck? Or should I do like a landfall? Because as I was going landfall through deck. landfall kind of deck, because it's all ETB kind of things. And you first were like, don't do landfall because I just did Golos, Tylus, whatever. And uh, that's heavy land. So stuff. Yeah, don't do that. And, and I was like, just like it's okay, be a very similar deck. I'll do all ETB. And so then I started writing down my list and I'm like, 
no landfall has to be it there's so many good like landfall stuff and if i just do etb this deck is going to be shitty it's going to be interesting it's different than what your um the Golos. No, the red green guy that you only did creatures. Oh, Nick, yeah. So that that worked really well together. Whereas if I didn't add things to make them work together, it was just going to be me playing ETB effects the entire time. So then I kind of changed it and I was like, I need to have like a theme so that the decks start working together. And instead of having one theme, I ended up getting. Yeah, instead of going, <laughs> should I go this or that? He was just like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to do it all. So I ended up having one, two, three, four kind of sub themes throughout the entire deck. Uh, so you went landfall, explore, explore. There's like a elemental, elemental, and then snow is. Oh yeah, yeah. So all my basics are snowlands, and then there's a few things we'll talk about in a bit that are deal with snow stuff. So um, let's just start with the landfall stuff since it's the first thing I kind of talk. So about. you got like Avenger of Zendikar, which creates instead of like. 8 to 01 tokens, it'd be 1601 tokens, and then whenever land comes into play, they all get two tokens. Two, counters on There's a lot going on there. Yeah, so that uh, that's a pretty brutal card late game with It's that. already good. Yeah. So you don't need to double it. Uh, Lotus Cobra is... So if a land comes in, you get to make two. Two? That's kind of nice. Royal Elemental. Whenever take land comes creatures. into play, take two creatures. And again... Avenger Zendikar is an elemental. Royal elemental, an elemental. <laughs> Hence the Doubt name. It. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, some of the, the one we were really excited yeah. about when you told me Sire of Stagnation. So at that that one I've been wanting to put in decks, and I've specced on this card years ago. Like just, I think it's a really good card. But what it does is, it's an Eldrazi. I think it's a black, blue, four and colorless. four. And whenever a player plays a land. They take the two top cards of their library and exile them, and mm-hmm. then you get to draw two cards. And so with uh, Yarok, they play a land, four cards, and four cards and into your hand. Cards. So it's just a huge draw. And people aren't going to want to not play land, you know, because mm-hmm. you get behind and everything. So I think this is going to be a sweet card to play in this deck, especially since. For sure. You know, I, it, it's just a good draw engine, and I finally get to use it. I'm just. <laughs> so excited. I think it, I think it's going to be brutal. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Tatiova was another one that I'm surprised isn't used as much. Like a land comes into play, you draw a card, gain a life, and then double that. Yeah. It's just a good card, and that's yeah. uh, foreshadowing to possibly my spec. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Tireless Tracker. One of your favorites. Uh, whenever a land comes into play, you get to make a clue token. And, and then, then whenever you sacrifice a clue token, you get to put a 1-1 counter on it. So, so you'd the be able sacrificing to get two, doesn't get you yeah. the two counters, but, you'd still but you get, get two, two clue, clue tokens. Yeah. Um, Retreat to Coral Helm is... I love that card. Yeah, and so whenever a land comes into play, it either you get to tap or untap any creature. Mm-hmm. And then, or scry one. one. So it would be scry two or tap two. Well, scry one, scry one. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> scry one, and then you have to do it again. Uh, then you have the the green green one. I originally uh, had retreat to Kazunda. Um, what's its Kazunda? name? The the antelope thing. So I originally the had, What is it? Grazing great heart. Yeah, yeah. So I had that, and yeah. it did the exact same thing. And yeah, I was grazing like, Greatheart. Why not have something that gives you another uh, a secondary bonus? So that what that does is you either gain two life or you gain a one one counter. So you double that instead. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and then, Zendikar's Royal create two 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 elementals. Yep, yeah. which goes into the elemental 
package. Which Risen Risen Reef Risen Reef is kind of the I saw oh it's cool a star card is, right now. I started playing like so you know and tapped out. So this has been up for a while and f- it has probably one of our most viewed and I haven't even gone over it on this yet really. It has like no, over really. eighty some views. Which is a lot for us. <laughs> Just tells me you guys don't go watch, look at our tapped out. <laughs> but so you can play test your deck, and when Risen Reef is out, holy shit, it goes crazy. Wait, you can you play? test your deck? Yeah, it's pretty freaking sweet. You ever done? You didn't realize that's on there? No, it's on the left hand side. You go like probably four tabs down, and it says test, and you can play it out. Like it even does. You start your next turn, and it keeps track of what turn you're on, and oh, then you really untap, cool. and it untaps all your stuff. So you're gold fishing. So you're just testing it out. Hmm. When Risen Reef is out there, and any other type, what was the elemental that I jumped that jumped out? Um, where is my other one that makes tokens? Well, that'd be Zendikar's Royal. Is that that one? The enchantment. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So then Zendikar's every time, Royal. so I'd play a land. And then create a two-two, which reveals the top card. If but you're playing two-two-twos. Kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're revealing the top card. So I went through. Oh, I forgot. I was gonna make a note of it. I went through my. I went through six land of doing that. So I played oh six land out, and then I had twelve two-twos. Like it was so freaking insane. Filled up your hand. Yeah, it That's was really cool. Yeah, so I was like that. These combo together really well that's why i have the arrow pointing to it because mm-hmm. th- that's when i and it happened it risen reef is a pretty damn good card i like that card from this set mm-hmm. quite a bit mm-hmm. um, of course of 2020 so then you also have uh, titania protector of argoth so that that when it when, comes into play you can bring a land from your graveyard into play so two so yeah, two land, and then whenever you sacrifice a land, well, whenever a land or land enters the goes, graveyard, goes into the graveyard, you get a five three. Is it? Yeah, five, five three, three elemental. elemental. Exactly. So, <laughs> so then you're kind of working together with that, but you know, there's a lot of fetch lands in this. I think I put in five different kinds of fetch lands. Plus, you have like, do I have that on there? No, I'm just saying which. I was trying to be oh, which way we're going. Okay. Yeah. But you have like five uh, fetch lands and then there's the douchey way of strip mining it. And you got that in there. Yeah. yeah very douchey. <laughs> when you, whenever you have a way of bringing back your land, which this one does actually, let's talk about this next. Cause then that kind of talks about okay, the, the multi land, but so like whenever you have a way to bring back your land, you got to put in strip mine. It's a way to just, be a dick yeah <laughs> i don't do it I, I i used to but i don't uh, i'm surprised you would want to go after my gayest cradle i normally have like a spell that goes after it it's it's not fun to in my opinion to make people not play magic mm-hmm. so um but you got a lusa lost but seeking that allows you to play two more lands course of crucifix that lets you play a land off the top and you gain a life which would let you gain two life right yeah whenever land triggered. comes into play yeah uh, Oracle Moldaya. Play uh, land up the top or play an extra land. Ramanop Excavator or Crucible of Worlds. So both of those are in there bringing back from your graveyard. Uh, Gitrog Monster. Draw a card whenever a land goes into your graveyard. Sacrifice a land at the beginning of your upkeep. And you can play an extra land. And then Waste Word, Swordtooth, and Exploration just allow you to play a second land. So a lot of turn. land playing. So if yeah. 
you do get stuff in your even if it is just getting your fetches in there you're able to do it multiple times and and a great way to get cards in your hand is exploration yeah which is something that you went for from the Ixalan block so the head of it all is wild growth walker which really he's an elemental that's another side oh. part to him but whenever you explore you get to Put a 1-1 counter on him, and you gain 3 life. But that's 2 1-1 counters and gain 6 life, which is pretty big. So there's a lot of really... There isn't a lot of explore cards, I should say. Well, especially with you going only permanence in this deck. and Because there are some spells couple, which would add to it. But Oh, I guess I didn't go over that. In this deck, everything's permanent. Yeah. So there isn't a thing that is a spell. No, I didn't. I said that no the last time. I was say that there's no soul ring. There's no sensei's top. So you're typical in 99.9% of my decks. I have soul ring and sensei's top. That is not in this. Mm-hmm. I don't even have uh, Miri's Guile or Sylvan Library in here. Because they don't ETB. Yeah. So I only did things that either ETB or helped multi etb like the this stuff is bringing back things that i'm, I'm my focus is land my remnant excavator and crucible worlds it fits with what the deck is kind of doing so that's mm-hmm. why they're in there but the soul or the senseis doesn't fit necessarily i guess it could help with exploration a little bit because you could set uh, your explore, top. yeah i mean kind of but um so yeah, there's the the commons and uncommons of exploration. There's the better ones, Jade Light Ranger, uh, Path of Discovery. Path of I would Discovery say does those it. are the two major. Yeah, those are the two you want to try to get out. Like just think if you have uh, like a Vendra Zendikar with Path of Discovery. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus. All right. Oh, that's you're looking at like 17 cards off the top, and then just bin and put lands into your hand, doubling that up. Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. It'd be crazy. Because uh, that'd be like 34. Is it? Um, um, so yeah, those are. that's kind of a smaller portion to it. It kind of fit with the landfall theme. Uh, it's not like the game winners, but it's a little side theme to this deck. Well, I think it allows you to... That's kind of more of like a draw package yeah. in, in not having like ETB draw things. Mm-hmm. So you went with Explore rather than like just Seagate Oracle or Scry mechanics. Yeah. And that's so. the other thing is it it's land focused a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, because you're getting that land into your hand and everything. So And that helps with Azusa and works really well with Oracle. Like mm. just being able it's in your hand, you get to play it. Yeah. So uh then we go into yeah should we do awesome typical should we do typical etb sure yeah so you have your typical stuff one thing that was added for the snow stuff was so baleful strix draws you a card when it comes into play but ice fang Kotal also draws you a card when it comes into play and if you have snow permanence and all that you gains death touch but it has flash which is kind of cool about it um i think it allows you to draw it always has death yeah. touch flying no, it doesn't always have death touch. Oh, it gains death touch. Gains after. death touch. So it if always you have, draws you a card. Always draws you a card. Okay. If you have a, if you have a ten or more, no three, three, <laughs> three ten or more. more. I'm getting my spoiler. I'm getting ahead of myself. At, yeah. uh, yeah. Merit Lage. <laughs> yeah. Where's that one? We can talk about uh, that too. Oh yeah, it's in the awesome ETB. Merit Lage's slumber. That's a, an enchantment. Uh, whenever you have a snow permanent coming into play, you get to scry one. And it also you get to scry one when it comes into play. Yeah. So. And, if you have Yarok out, you could scry one, scry one again. Same thing whenever you're playing if a basic you have land. 10 of them, you get a 20-20 flying indestructible. Which seems good. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my few flyers in this deck. <laughs> mm. That's, That's not a good point. Really uh, 
a flying deck. I have a few in here. That's good because um, uh, I made, that's how you're I made Kikar and all flying. <laughs> all flying. <laughs> all flying. <laughs> you won't be able to stop me. Uh, so yeah, you have your other ones. You have Eternal Witness, which you'll be able to bring back two yeah. cards when it comes in. What elves goes and gets you two fours, puts them into play. So there's about five or six elves that etb go get lands you know yeah, there's a di- that's a different thing. ones um and then this one these two are one of your favorites there solemn too. simulacrum and mold drifter which aren't alike at all so i shouldn't have said them at the same time <laughs> solemn when it comes into play you get to go and get uh, a basic land and put it into play tapped which would be two mold drifter when it comes into play you draw two cards which would be four cards yeah and you can evoke that for cheap so early cheap on it. yep and it still does that same effect um Gaunti, Lord of Luxury, seems pretty solid in So these this. are my awesome ETB package. So awesome. <laughs> but so well, that one does, it has Death Touch, but when it comes in, you get to look at the top four cards, I believe it is, of uh, mm-hmm. Target Player's library, and then you can take one of those and exile it. The other ones go on the bottom of their library. You may cast that card without paying it, or with paying its mana cost, but you get to cast it with any color mana mm-hmm. that you want. So it could be interesting because if it comes in you can do it to two players look at theirs or look at one person and do the top eight cards and figure out something that you want to keep you won't be able to play land because i believe it's a cast trigger maybe i should i don't know that one off the top of my head i'm gonna pull it up but uh why don't you keep moving on i'll pull uh growing rights of itlamok allows you to look at like the top four of the cards and put a creature into your hand from there but with yarok you get to go and do two and when you have four or more creatures at the end of an upkeep or at the end of a turn you get to flip it and then it's guy's cradle which is crazy uh you have hostage taker yeah, gonti is cast so if you had a land you wouldn't be able to use yeah you it. would so want to remove to, a spell at yeah. some point uh hostage taker allows you to exile any creature and then you can cast it but so you could exile two creatures it's also another those. way to remove some stuff um woodland bellower seems like a solid uh tutor going and finding azusa uh, or you, you go because you're going to find two creatures, green creatures that are three or less. You potentially can go get two elves, go find four land and put them into play or mm-hmm. into your hand. So mm-hmm. there's some. I'm, I'm interested to see if that one works out. And all the play testing, I think it'll work. I never came across that one. Oh, okay. And the hard part about the play testing on um, Tapped Out is like anything that you have to do for like searching. It doesn't allow you to do that. So like when yeah, I when I did like the sense. fetch lands, I just had to keep shuffling the because t- it lets you see the top card like you can oh. just go over the, the top <laughs> of the deck to see it. So I kept shuffling until a basic land that I was looking for came up and I was like, all right, I'll take that and put it into play. <laughs> so it was kind of whatever. So weird. tutoring stuff doesn't work very well. Uh, that. Rune scarred demon seems like you're tutoring. cheating with your tutoring. <laughs> it's my only tutor. Mm. My only tutor, really. Mm. Woodland billower is a kind of a tutor. Tutor, yeah. uh, Obnixilus the Fallen. I guess it is kind of. That's why isn't that in your landfall section? Obnixilus. I don't know because it's a game winner. <laughs> it's an awesome be. ETB. So if a land comes into play, you get to drain somebody for three life, and you put three one counters on it. Double that. Double that. Yeah. So that can get pretty sick pretty quick. Uh, Massacre Worm is a instead of everything getting minus two minus two, everything gets minus four. All your opponent's creatures get minus yeah. four minus four. They don't double trigger the two damage that everybody that they take, but it's a better board wipe than everything getting minus two. I think massacre worms more for like hitting all the 
a bunch of the little guys. Yeah, but now it can hit a majority of things uh, in the game. So that that one will be interesting. And, and Phyrexian Delver is going to be crazy. That should have been actually over there probably because it's uh, typical. Yeah, it's your typical so, kind of bring back. So a- that uh, when it comes into play, you get to bring a creature back from any graveyard and then you lose life to the converted mana cost. Yeah. But you get to do it twice. Yeah. Double it. And you're gaining, I think there's five, four or five things in this that you gain life. So I think it still has a little theme, not theme, but it has enough life game in here that you're not going to be, you know, there's certain decks like my Eureka deck. If I lose life, there's no way I'm getting life back until they Mm -hmm. just printed those new ninjas that have the life gain mixed into it. Um, Yeah. That was my own, that's my only source now of gaining life. But this one has, I think, five things that gain me life. So. Okay. I wasn't as scurred to put that in there. And then we have a couple things that are removal. You got Uh, acidic slime, manglehorn. Manglehorn's interesting because it makes it so that your opponent's artifacts come into play tapped. So patron of the vein, what did that do? It's the vampire. It's two black and four colorless comes into play. Destroy target creature. Whenever a creature goes into the graveyard or an opponent's graveyard, remove it from the game and put a one, one counter on all your vampires. This is your only vampire though, right? Right. So it's really the only one that would, would it, get would it. Would it be better if you went with a cheaper creature that killed like uh I hope Fuck. you. I hope you say one that's already on there. I hope like so too. Shriek Ma. I wasn't gonna say Ravenous <laughs> Chubacabra. That was what is in my head. Yeah. So um, I just wanted. There are others that do that. Yeah. No. There's a. There's a few others. I was actually there's an artifact that has about the same casting. The exile cost. one. Yeah. So, I was just about to ask you about that. So I could I go we, that route. I also did have Meteor Golem. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And that one's seven, and it's that a colorless. Any permanent? Yeah. So that was that in could here. Be good. That that's kind of actually on my side of maybe putting it in. The thing I liked about that, the patron of the vein, is that it exiles anytime that anybody's putting stuff into their graveyard. Yeah. So I kind of liked that side bonus to it, and it gave me a flyer. So side bonus. I don't know, I, but the thing is, is it might be better to have an artifact and replace. So we'll see how that one tests out. So I'll have my meteor golem, and then oh no, it was a. Is it duplicate? Duplicate. Duplicate was the one that I was thinking would go on that yeah. spot because then you're exiling two things and then it's getting bigger. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, does that double? Do we know if that... Like, I don't know for you, sure. It gets its power and toughness or whatever it exiled. So would that like add? Oh, so if no. You got, if you did a 3-3 we know it would and, double a, and a 4-4. The killing two things, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think but you I'm, could only pick one of them. One of the two? Okay. Is what I, how I would I We would don't think. know that one. Somebody, number two, please uh, correct us. <laughs> Send us a text later when you hear this. <laughs> we don't want to look it up and uh, take a pause to the podcast to figure it out. So, and we got stuff to do. <laughs> Talk about Reclamation Sage. Do you got the promo of it? No, I purposely is, did that. I remember that from last week. <laughs> purposely, still, did you're that still one. gonna get an old good for you. <laughs> the, it's gorgeous art. Yep, the full you said art that one. Same thing. It's just, <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was another one. I'm surprised that we didn't. There was another one. Is there another one in here that you saw? I'm that sure there is, but I'm. You had an amazing. I am probably a really nice guy this week. Then promo foil, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> All right, yeah, and then Chupacabra, and then Noxious Gear Hulk is. A, that's another gain life one. Woo! Do you have the uh, masterpiece version of it? You don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
nice I was asking try. you. <laughs> nice try. Uh, and then the last part of it, you Game can't winners. have a green deck Without that plays lots hope. of creatures because there's 50, 55, I think it's 55 or 54 creatures in this. So you're going to have creatures. Some so make tokens. Crater Hoof Behemoth is my one of my game winners. The, and the new one, God, kind of new, God Eternal Ronus. So what that one will do is double the power and then double it again. Mm-hmm. So I had thought of maybe using uh, End Rays as four one runners. of them. Yeah. Um, but that would only give it, you know, four plus four. Trample Vigilance. This, Twice. This, and I was thinking about it, and, you know, if as long as they aren't one ones. This is better, the God Eternal, because if it's a 2-2, it doubles it to a 4-4, and then doubles it to an 8-8, whereas mm-hmm. End Raise is only going to give you know, it plus two 4. to 4 to 6. So it's only going to be a 5-5 five, five to an 8-8. Eight, eight. So then if you have a 3-3 three, three, with the Aronis, six, it goes to 6 12. to 12. So the only time that End Raise is better in this situation is if they're 1-1s, one, but that's about it. So I was like, hmm. and this is 5 casting costs to come into play. And it also has the ability that if it dies, it goes third from the top. So you have the potential of drawing it again and getting that ATB effect again. where end raise, if it gets killed, it's dead and you have to bring it back. So this, I felt like it was a much better bonus. And it's, in this, in this yeah. part. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah, that's this in a nutshell, which is... And so like, uh, just going with last week, you were like, I don't know how it's going to go. How do you think now, a week later, thinking about it? After playtesting it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I was surprised. Like, I think its downfall is I don't have a crap ton of one and two drop stuff. Because uh, you don't have your soul rings. You don't have the mono rocks. I'm dependent mm-hmm. on the elves to give me that. And that's typically a turn three thing. So... A majority of the time, I'm not doing anything until turn three. Okay, so kill you before turn three. <laughs> Great. But the the cool thing about it, and why I think it's actually more powerful than what I was giving it credit for, was that you don't have to have Yarok out. Yarok is a very good bonus, mm-hmm. but a lot of times mm-hmm. I was doing all this stuff, like I was playing my cards, and I'm like, it's almost more beneficial for me to just play these cards and get my bonuses if there's time to set up for Yarok, then I think that's where it can get crazy. But I don't, I'm not dependent on it coming out because I think everything that's really important has an ETB, which gives me a bonus. You know, it's always doing something else when they're coming into play. So I, I'm excited to play this deck a lot and I don't know when we're ever going to play it. Lowry. I don't either. When are we going to play? <laughs> what about this weekend? You open this weekend? No, you're not open this weekend. I'm busy. Happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. That's why we three did. years. Wedding. Whoop, whoop. That's what he's talking about. Whoop, whoop. So you really can't play this weekend? No. That was kind of a serious I'm question. <laughs> I'm working. Larry, you want to play? Sure. No. I don't think I can. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to test this out. I think... <clears throat> and, and Besh on Twitter today was just like, don't put Terastodon in there. Which, that was on my list originally, but I took it out. Yeah. It seems... Yeah, so Terastodon, when it comes into play, you get to destroy three non-land creatures and then whatever you destroy... Non-land permanence, they, isn't Non-land it? permanence, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, did I say non-land creatures? Mm-hmm. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get Dryad Arbor? Damn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so non-land permanence. And so then they would get a 3-3 elephant, 
well, you get to double that with Yarok. And then he, like, it died, and then he brought it back with Phyrexian Delver, and, like, he was just destroying everybody's lands, which seems really powerful. Did you say non-land permanent? Non-land permanent. So why was he destroying their lands? No, it's non-creature permanence. There we go. Fuck. You can't destroy <laughs> creatures. Okay. That's yeah, what it's it is. Like... It's, it's acidic slime, but bigger, and that gives three threes. So, non-creature <laughs> permanence. <laughs> it's been a while since I looked at the card. Well, the funny thing is, that was on my list, but uh, the part that's a little... I'd fuck your shit up if you gave me six. <laughs> I would just all out. I'd go like... Adam die. Bull When red. is that different from anything else? I'm generally pretty nice to you. Not lately. Uh, but you're a dickhead. I had to get rid of it because I had to bring my curve down because it was way too high with that. Oh, in way there. Too high. That's like a nine drop or something like that. Something, Eight or nine, yeah. Yeah. So it'd uh, be yeah, with I'm I'm surprised you're not running Soul Ring because you do have a higher curve. Generally I, I at least consider dropping Soul Ring if my curve is pretty low. Well, so. I'm only doing that because I'm trying to stay with the theme of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't fit with anything I'm trying to do there, you know, everything else has ETB or works with landfall. Soul rings, just soul ring. So I'm kind of, maybe it'll get added in later, but right now I'm trying to be, this is my theme and I'm sticking to mm-hmm. it. Good for you. Oh, you stick good to for it. you. All right. Should we move on? I, I don't actually have like a noise for this one. I don't know. Top, top five cards. Top five decks. No, Jesus. <laughs> Not everything can be that. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, this is Adam and Larry's favorite five cards. Is that good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Maybe I'll put a little jingle to it. <laughs> Just like a little bell in the background. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Adam All and right. Larry's top five cards. <laughs> So we're going to stretch this one out. This is a new segment. That no, we're, no, we're no, not no, 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 We're fine. No, new segment. Yeah. So we are going to have their top oh. uh, five artifacts, their top five enchantments. I guess. Really... I think we end with commanders. Yeah. Because like, I didn't put commanders on here at all, like legendary creatures. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the I other think we part. could do instance. I do have a legendary creature on mine. Well, that's your fault. But it's not, a, it's not a typical commander. Who would use that? That'd be kind of ridiculous. But anyways... What is? What should we Am do? I doing drum roll? Me, me you. All right. You. Top number. F- top number five. <laughs> top number five, which is going to be number five, which f- is the bottom of we the. We did top put five. this in order. So, Larry, what is your fifth, fifth favorite card out of five? <laughs> uh, my favorite creature. I'm going to say is Steel Hellkite. Your fifth favorite creature. Fifth favorite. You said your favorite. Whatever. <laughs> we just went over this, and then you said it was your favorite. I felt like we were just saying different words and numbers. It didn't matter. That's how sentences that. work. Five. They don't keep saying the same word. It's different words followed by another different word. <laughs> so, Steel Hellkite. Uh, this is a flying dragon, and it can kind of pump it, but the big thing is, is it's colorless, and, it's and whenever it deals damage, you can pay... X and then you can destroy uh, permanence of X cost that you paid that that person that has. has. So yeah. you can pay zero to destroy all tokens. You can pay two to get rid of their signets mm-hmm. or like generally that's where I start attacking and try and get the most value out of it. And the nice thing is it's flying, so it has a little bit of evasion yeah. to it to be able to do that. And and the reason why I just like this one so much is like if it, it does so much. If I'm lacking 
like destroy permanence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, and generally it's a good way to add a, a removal in and it's for any color of deck. Cause exactly. And that's where I just like it so much where I'm just like, I'm really heavy on this theme. I got enough working for it, but I can tell that I'm not going to be able to deal with X mm-hmm. and this will deal with artifacts, enchantments, creatures, like just anything that you're lacking and it's just a really nice stopgap. Mm-hmm. and so that that's where i end up going like i don't think i have enough this is it's a nice top end if you got a ton of mana you can even i think it's pay two to give it plus one plus oh like not super relevant but it allows you to pump it Do if you if you it. if you want yeah um and so I, I just really like this card as as flexible as it is mm-hmm. that is a very good card i do so, add that in sometimes like you're saying if i don't have Enough removal or whatever, it's a good way to get rid of a lot of shit. Yeah. It's yep. a good You want to have something that can get rid of all the tokens because you do come across some dickhead. Trombley. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Making tons and tons of tokens and then there's nothing you can do about it. But if you have this, it just wipes them all yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, generally you're going to have a token deck or even if somebody's playing a tribal deck like elves or um, goblins, they're all going to be decently similar casting cost Mm -hmm. and so you're able to just kind of wipe a portion of a board Mm -hmm. uh and so it it's just in that flexibility it's really nice to be able to get and and even if you need to um you hit somebody and you're just like i'm gonna pay five get rid of your uh your your lotus bloom or whatever you know it's just it it can take out something super big if you just want that one and it's repeatable removal yeah so uh, I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. My number five is Thassa, God of the Sea. Now, the reason I like mm-hmm. this, this is a one blue, two colorless. It's a god. I believe it's a 5-5 five five or a 5-6 or something. 5-5. Five 5-5. Like five. Five five. Um, it has lots of abilities to it, but the so one thing I like about it is it has, at the beginning of your upkeep, upkeep scry one which is pretty sweet Mm -hmm. so you always have top uh manipulation Manipulation. and then the other part of it is i mean you attack with creatures this is a way to make your creatures unblockable so it Mm -hmm. has a tap a blue and two colorless one colorless is it one colorless target creature is unblockable until the turn and it doesn't tap you can do it to multiple creatures Mm -hmm. so you can get multiple creatures through and a lot of times my decks will have you just need the creature to get through, but you have triggers that happen when the creature gets through and does damage. Uh, but the point of the game is most of the time your decks are built that your creatures kill a person. I mean, you do have some other things where like I have my Necrosar that's built off of not ever attacking, but having things happen. But most of mm-hmm. the time you're trying to get through with your creatures and kill somebody. It's yeah. It does a really good job of like breaking stalemates. Like oftentimes there's like, I, w- I would be able to attack with this one creature and leave all this stuff back because this is a big heavy hitter, but I, I know they could triple, quadruple block it, mm-hmm. kill it, and they'll they'll lose some stuff, but you don't want to open yourself up, and that, that allows you to get through like one big threat, deal some damage too. Or if you're in like a Voltron deck, you just need uh, you, one you just creature get to it built up and get yeah. through and win like, the game or kill a person. Yeah. That's- like Ruhan of the Fomori, yeah. you got uh, Brago, just... Whenever there's a commander that you want to be able to get through, this is a great card because it's so hard to remove with indestructible as well. Yeah, that's the other part is it's indestructible and it can turn into a creature. Yeah. <laughs> like you never really. Mm-hmm. It, when I play Thassa, it's, I 
very rarely attack with it because I'm mm-hmm. more focused on all the other things that it's doing. You know, my deck is trying to get through or I'm, you know, it, there's so many parts to her, but she's just for three mana. It's a pretty damn good card. Yeah. Yeah. And like you're saying, at, at the end of a game, you can choose multiple creatures mm-hmm. for as much mana as you're not going to use. Mm-hmm. There's like, I'm going to pay eight, get these four creatures through. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, sometimes they spot removal after you pay the mana. Like, but at the same time, that's that's kind of worth it because yeah. they they would have done it anyways. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right, number four, Lowry. What is my number four? Uh, this is one that we've talked about a lot this year, and I was kind of surprised uh, at how many decks I actually have it in. Uh, Doom Whisperer. Oh, which is two black, three colorless, six six flying trample. Then you can pay two to sur- surveil two. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think I just like it was just I think I have it in like four decks. I'm surprised, yeah, because I I love this card. Yeah. And I have it in zero decks. We hype this up so much, but I think that's because of how you play. You're very good at playing from your graveyard, and this is able to put things in your graveyard and manipulate your top at the same time. Yeah. I've only seen it come out once, I think, from you, but if it's the it's just I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've been able to get it into play. But it it has that. It's really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Six six flying trample for five. Right there. Um, That's it's, awesome. It's really good. And then just being able to manipulate your top and like you're saying, playing from the graveyard. If you're in that, you're able to just dump big creatures and be able to do that. But it works super well in like my Moldrotha deck, the Victus Asmati deck. Those were the two where I was like, those Holy are perfect shit, in there. Yeah, yeah this is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it fit in the theme with Lycia where I'm paying life. Mm-hmm. Uh, how in there, what was the other deck? But it's just, it's a great beater, super cheap. Like this can fit in a lot of theme decks as well. Like it can go in Kalia the Vast for demons and you and don't it, need kind of a Kalia free to bring it cast out. Because you're, you're paying life to do its ability. You don't yeah. have to tap mana so you can do it Somebody goes to kill it, and you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to do this one time. Oh, no, we're going to do it a second time. Do it a third time. It it can dig as far as you need it to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it just, it's been interesting. And it's probably too soon. It probably shouldn't make this list because it hasn't been around long enough. But when I'm looking at my decks and I'm just going, this fits here, 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 here. It works really well, and it's really aggressive. And right now, I think it's under $10, which is super nice, yeah. too. Well, that was one, the one card that we were like, pick up, pick yeah, up, yeah. pick I, up, and I we're still... still think, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting on like five or six of them. Yeah, and I have foils of those, too, that I've yeah. got for more than I paid for them that they're worth <laughs> now. But I think in the future, those suckers are going to be worth quite I still, a bit. Yeah, I still think it's a really, really powerful card. And so... But that, this isn't a plug for it. It's just it feels like it's working really well, and mm-hmm. it's just a really aggressive creature if you so want. Um, Especially if you're a player that is does well playing with from the graveyard and everything, and you're like, one of those players that is very good at having those themes in your decks. So Not like, necessarily themes, just like but you have great, a lot like of black graveyard decks. Though you have like Carador, Marin Clan of Telnoth. Like I, I'm I'm naming off like eight. And some of them are really major commanders that this just works really well in. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think we've I've, I'm still really high on it, so I like it. I like it a lot. All right, What's number, number four? four for me is Weathered Wayfarer. Mm-hmm. Now, I try to play this uh, as much as I can in any white deck. And the nice thing about this card is that 
you get to go search for any land. As long as somebody has mm-hmm. more land than you, you tap it and go search for any land and you're able to put that into play. Um, so there goes my gay as cradle. <laughs> um, but it's just a good way to for white. Uh, that and land tax. But land tax you is know, more... I- I prefer this over land tax. Because land tax, you have to go get basic land, mm-hmm. and this, you get to go search for anything. And I like to, like, with land tax, you're like, well, I guess I'm going to go get it. Yeah. Towards this, you're like, I'll use it when I want to use it. I don't have to use it if I don't want mm-hmm. to. And it almost always is a benefit just being able to go, like, get Nykthos, Shrine to Nyx something like that yeah i think you're right and so like you know or guys cradle you can go and get cabal coffers really really powerful lands and like i've talked about before is lands are very important in you have other like if you're not able to have uh enough answers for certain things like um removing hexproof a good card to always throw in if you're targeting mm-hmm. stuff is you throw in the what is it command tower or arcane lighthouse arcane lighthouse so this could be a way to go find that if you need to have a way to target somebody's creature or you need somebody's graveyard to get removed i mean yeah you have to be playing black as well but, but, but Bajuka Bajuka Bog, and, yeah. you know it, there's so many th- and i purposely do that with my lands as i have tools in there to answer things and this is a way that you can go get it yeah like just being able, they're essentially free spells if you're able to have lands with abilities mm-hmm. on them um even though they might not fix your mana as well as long as um you have a pretty good base where you're happy with it you can sprinkle in those ability um lands yeah so and that's where weathered wayfarer comes into great i i definitely and this is definitely uh, you you brought me onto this card mm. years ago. At this point, I was I was jealous because forever it was expensive. It still I, is. You though. you traded me one. Oh, that's right. Uh, I got in that in that huge planeswalker trade that we did. I sent you oh, like yeah. forty dollars worth of planeswalkers. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's uh, my number four. Your number three. Tireless Tracker. I was like, are you trying to figure out? (laughs) We talked about this card (laughs) earlier. We did. Um, And again, this Tireless Tracker, it's uh, green, two colorless. It's a 3-2. Whenever land comes into play, you make a clue token. Whenever you sacrifice a clue, you get to put a 1-1 counter on it. That part's like a benefit, but getting a freaking clue token off of a land coming in is awesome. Because what it does is it's allowing you to draw on a color that doesn't draw super well mm-hmm. like on a consistent basis there green does really well with like big draw yeah so like they're doing like five six mana spells like uh, some garooks or like um harmonizes four and draw three but uh this allows you to consistently use your mana being able to it's just free draw to a degree mm-hmm. um and it's it's very flexible, and I and I found that I was putting it in. I think I had this in like three or four of my decks as well, um, just because like it goes really well in Vivictus Asmati, creating another permanent to just sacrifice you do for like it. Vivictus, don't you? I do enjoy it. I would agree. <laughs> Still bring it up a year later. Yeah. Um, but again, this and then late game, it allows you to have a cheap creature um, and make it get bigger mm-hmm. over the course of a game. Like it's it's good in a lot of different places in a green deck, and it just kind of like is a really nice glue card. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I have it in Nikia, and it even works well if you're playing stuff that's using artifacts because you're generating artifacts. Yeah, you're stuff generating too. the artifacts. So it it uh 
it always just seems to really do well in, yeah. a, in a game. It's a good card. It's so. a really good card. Uh, all right, my next one is kind of a big fatty, but I like mm-hmm. this card. But it's Kozilek, Butcher of Truth. So the original Kozilek, the original gangster. <laughs> uh, the reason why I put this in there is not because, well, it if you're able to cast it, you draw four cards. Uh, so you have mm-hmm. a draw ability to it. It also has Annihilator, so you have a way of kind of removal a in a way. <laughs> uh, but it also has, instead, I would normally put um, Emmercool in, but it has the, if it goes into your graveyard from anywhere, it gets shuffled your graveyard and your library. And so mm-hmm. I put this in decks where I'm either drawing a lot or I have a potential of killing myself decking. by drawing myself. Yeah, killing myself by decking. So it's just kind of a card that I, and I could kind of say, uh, side note is you could also go Ulamog, the original one, because yeah, it has I was, was going to say you're. I feel like when we talked about this, you had Back both forth. of them, but you do normally go with, with Kozilek because I like the draw the draw part of it. Um, but Ulamog will re- you'll be able to remove a permanent, which that gives you your removal. You also have That's Annihilator, really, and then it has it the has, shuffle. Well, it has Indestructible as well. And it, oh, doesn't this one? No, no, this one does does not. Yeah, yeah Kozilek is not just draws you the four cards. So. I just tend to put this in a lot of decks, and I like putting it in there. It's spe- and I like to draw cards, so a lot of times I'm worried that I'll deck myself. So it's in my, it is in my um, which Nekasar deck because I don't want. I think it is in there. It should be in there. I don't remember. But if I ever have a potential of decking myself or something, or I'm drawing a crap ton of cards, this definitely goes in there. If I have mm-hmm. a lot of ramp, um, because Annihilator is pretty fucking crazy. A really, really big top end card. Yeah. So this wow. is really expensive <laughs> card to go in, but I I think it's a an amazing card to have in there because yeah. the very worst you're casting it and you're drawing four cards. And I can I can see where you're coming from. Like I'm almost never afraid I'm going to deck myself. I think I've only almost decked myself one time, mm-hmm. and but I, think I didn't. The, I think the reason why I do this more is because until recently I don't have a lot of graveyard recursion. And yeah, so, so it's you, nice to shuffle it back yeah, in. Yeah, to be able to get all the cards that I cast, to have that ability that, yeah, my answer might be in my graveyard, but if I have no graveyard recursion, we're, It's I'm just fucked. stuck there. It's gone already. But now I have this option that if I get to that point, I can... The game isn't over. Because you know there's sometimes we've had this happen. You're playing a game, somebody plays something, and you just go, I just don't have an answer for that. Like, in my deck, there is no answer. And we've just said, okay, that's game. You know, we've done that a mm-hmm. couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you probably are out of the game at that point because you normally have. No, I'm just saying. I'm not being a dick because if you were in the game, you would. Although I feel like you have been in that spot where you're like, I don't have a way to get to stop that. Like they have two things that are protecting something or whatever. But um, we've gotten to that point where it's just like there's nothing in my deck that I can deal with that. So we just end the game. And so I want to have that option that if I cast it, especially when I used to play not as much recursion, I needed a way to get it back if I cast it, you know, and this was my way. Shuffle it back in if it dies. And I don't, yeah, and I think that's a a fine way of doing it. And I think whenever I have, like just going off of, this is a land, Scavenger Grounds is a, you know, that removes all graveyards. And so if I'm not playing from my graveyard, I personally just want to attack other people's grave, like everybody's graveyards, because mm-hmm. I don't care if it's mine or not. Um, but I, 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 there are some decks. Like I've been talking with number two on a deck he's working on, and he's putting Jace in there, the new Jace. Where like if he 
draws a card and he doesn't have any you know, any uh, cards in his library, he draw, uh, wins the game. Mm-hmm. The Lab Maniac yep. Chase. Um, and it seems like that's something that he's uh, planned in there. Torres, I'm like, man, you got to be drawing a ton of cards to, get to be getting to that point. And there's just so many cards. And he's talking about an instance of where. Um, so maybe he wants to consider Kozilek or Ulamog to be allow him to shuffle stuff back in. I, I hadn't thought about it until we were working because then that would also give him a converted mana cost. He he's playing the the Sphinx. Etimus. Oh yeah, we yeah. might talk about this in a couple of weeks anyway. Oh yeah, so, the deck tech thing possibly. Yeah, and yeah. so this might actually allow him to have a different converted mana cost, but still works with the deck a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so that could really work for him. Yeah, so that's yeah. It, it's just a card that I tend to play, and a deck that I'm if I'm drawing a lot. I guess I haven't put it in decks lately since we've started this the podcast like because we're normally doing themes and all that stuff so it's not been in there but it's a card i'd like to put in there if emercool wasn't banned emercool would be it (laughs) emercool would be in every deck (laughs) literally every deck that's why bribery went to a 20 dollar card because everybody's playing emercool and then whoever played bribery just stole other people's when are we when are you gonna do that uh, segment idea where we talk about cards we think should be unbanned because emercool would be at the top of my list bad idea you're making me push that idea (laughs) out uh, number one, Adam with Emmercool. <laughs> All right, your number two card, Lowry. It is my number two. All right, should we say it together? Yeah, we could say it together. Oracle, Oracle of Moldiah. Moldiah. This is both our number two. Hey, number uh, two. <laughs> yeah, this card, we, it's in every deck. Every green deck that we talk about has this in it. Every deck, pretty much. And I and I it, can see the, the downfall of giving information off the top of the library. Like, people see what's coming. But, man, having that land advantage and being able to just filter through is so freaking good. Yeah, it, it can get really crazy if you have, like, if you have a Miri's Guile library of, uh, you know, Sylvan library. Library of <laughs> library. Library. I almost said that. <laughs> almost said it. Scroll uh, racks. Yeah, just being able to set your top with the Oracle Maldi, you just get so far ahead um it it just gets really crazy and that's generally how or uh with crucible of worlds like it's it works on a couple different levels and so it almost always is working but the, the thing about the reason why it's so good is like it doesn't have to fit in a theme deck it just can be in every green deck because yeah. it's helping you filter through yeah. and get in the same time you're getting more land you're getting ahead of everybody with your land drops and you're getting to draw cards that aren't land that actually matter that you can yeah. use. Even though they know it's coming, you're ahead and they can't stop it. If you're it, three, it, four, five land ahead, they're fucked. It's really hard to come back from that. And I think there's a reason this is like $30, $40. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Yeah, it's uh awesome card. So now why don't we just move to your number one my since number we one? both are number two there. Uh, so my number one is going to end up being just Solemn Simulacrum. Yep, that's a Lowry card Super right boring. <laughs> that's but, a Lowry card though. And again, I, I think there's a, a bit of a theme between what I'm doing or have been doing, but I like glue cards um, because what I'm doing, like Solemn just fits in a ton of decks. Like it's black-white ramp. It, it uh, you know, it's ramp in decks that don't really get ramp mm-hmm. um and so i don't put it in a ton of green decks but just about every other non-green deck i put it in and it's also draw if you have like sacrificing going on but again it's, it's that a blocker glue. for you too yeah. that you just throw out there so you can <laughs> freaking draw meat uh, force <laughs> <laughs> it's a little meat force it just 
like for me, I like to have consistency within my deck. And then my top end, I want to get to a different top end every game. And so I do enjoy top end cards like Crater of Behemoth and Cyclonic Rift. But what the I don't fuck, want... you bastard. I did that again tonight. <laughs> you son of a bitch. God damn it. Go ahead with your number one. Yeah. You're so terrible at this. You podcast. You suck. <laughs> I'm turning around. <laughs> oh, I'm never doing lists with you again. This is why we don't do lists together. We combine. We with always one. do combine ones because you just ruin my list. Nobody would have known. I'm surprised would... you didn't tweet my list out when I just gave it to you before we did this cast. <laughs> Damn it! I think everybody knew. Everybody knew what your number one was. It's going to be P. Are you done with that? <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Your solemn. Because mine's Greater of Behemoth. If... We can talk about it. Super boring. <laughs> Are you Go done on. with Solemn yeah, Simulacrum? We're going to be done. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Mine's I'm really Crater glad of I didn't get you a bitter beer. <laughs> you brought your own bitter. Greater uh, of Behemoth. It's another card like Oracle Moldiah, every green deck that has creatures in it. If you don't, and the thing is, is I've talked about this before when you're building decks, at least when I'm building decks, we talk about it, the day of dragons, day of dragons. what's your day yeah. of dragons, what's your game winner. And if sometimes you just don't have the deck is going to work well together, but you need something that's like, if you get that out most of the time, you win the game. the game. And so if you don't have an answer like that in your deck, you're doing something wrong. No, it's. You just need to have something that ends the game quickly. I hate if you don't have an answer like that, you can make the games last a long time. You might win the game, but it might take three hours because you have this way of piddling it down. So I always try to have something in there. If there's green and there's creatures, Crater Hoof is in it in every single deck. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a good. Now we have some other answers. Now we have, but we're talking about creatures, but there's other stuff that's adding to Crater Hoof. Um, like Finale of Devastation helps you do that and not necessarily have Crater Hoof, but you can. Go get, go get it. <laughs> but it's just, it's a good way to get the game over, you know? So that's. I can't mine. wait for our next top five list. <laughs> Do you wish to want to tell mine now? <laughs> What's on my list? Instance. Uh, your number one's going to be Cyclonic Rift. <laughs> Woo! I don't know if it will be. It probably will. It might. Tefiri's Protection would make it in there, it, too. It probably is on that, yeah. And uh, I really like the uh, Disruptive Decorum a lot. That's a sorcery. Oh, yeah, it is. That's right. Um, I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, because then you'll just ruin it. I think I'll start with my five, and then you go you can five. Do it. You can't naturally ruin lists like me. <laughs> You're so good at it, Lars. I'm, I'm natural at it. Oh, my God. You're like, even like, they gave me a hand gesture, like, creator of behemoth. <laughs> like, I'm glad, like, if we had video, they'd have been like, oh, that's that must be Adam's number one. <laughs> It was a good segue. <laughs> I did not mean to do. Oh boy! All right, let's move into our Smith specs of the week, guys. Ho, ho, ho. To finish off the week, we only have what we have two specs each. So yeah, we, no, we no, had some on. specs last week. We kind of talked about <laughs> fairies was a good thing to go after. They've kind of gone crazy a little bit in some of some aspects. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell of... them what I would was gonna say? Yeah. Just for a little payback. So Lowry likes to talk about uh, reserve list cards here. Yeah. And so yeah. I would say like Fairy Noble on a lower end, which is a dollar. It's a reserve list card from Homelands. 
Uh, but I would probably push more towards Willow Priestess, which is also a reserve list card from Homelands. Yeah. You get to tap it, put a fairy into play. And I think the major part is, is that it's just reserve list. And, yeah. And there's a comparable so there, card there. They talked yeah. about it on fast finance about how they thought that it was kind of silly to go after Willow Priestess. But I think I agree with Lowry with this is that it's a reserve list card. And so yeah. it's not like they're going to go out and print this. We know it's not in the set. It is a way to cheat fairies into, into play. play at instant speed. Um, and there's we, there's a comparable players. card with Goblin Wizard, mm. which is from the dark, reserveless card. Um, it taps, put any goblin into play, instant speed. And goblins are super cheap. Fairies are super cheap. The only problem that you're having is that Willow Priestess is green. And so I wouldn't go crazy with willow priestess i would at least if if you have it for your collection in, at the very yeah, least have at least one because it did go up from a dollar up to four right now um but i think that'll retract a little bit once it, like once, it really won't yeah. go crazy until the set is really starts getting real, and if like, you see a fairy with green when it starts being spoiled then you know there's a decent chance because right now we don't know if green fairies is a thing or if it's gonna be black and blue again yeah or... and so you, you got a lot of question marks there but having at least one i think gives you a pretty good chance of not getting locked out of a deck yeah or you know you're not going to be locked out of a deck but it, this i can the uh goblin wizard is a 30 dollar card there's a lot more i think goblin decks but that's I can what i was gonna ease, say i think there's more goblins but if can, they start printing more and more fairies yeah. especially if they start using green i can see this going it's a four dollar card right now i can see it being 10 to 15 if they that, print a if it's good a green, commander that involves green i think fairies is pretty popular i think if you get a blue green command i, I think it goes you think 10 you, 15 you need to involve black in that more it than likely blue, it is green, but i'm black. just saying it's going it, if there's a green it goes to ten fifteen. Yeah. So that's that's I think really the the point here is you don't need to go yeah. deep necessarily on it, but have it for your collection because if they do if the, that you start spoiler season and there's a green blue or green black blue fairy, this card's gonna go up. Yep. I agree. So I I would be hesitant on getting a ton, but uh, easily uh, a at week least ago one. when we told you to get it and then our we couldn't actually get that out because Larry's mic wasn't working they were about a buck right? yeah they were about a buck at that point so and that would have been a lot better to buy in yeah that. so now it's just more of maybe get one for your collection maybe a couple more just in case if you want to trade them away or yeah. sell them just in case they do go crazy but that that would be my thinking yeah uh, I agree uh, and then I got two uh specs for this week one is tatiova i talked about it earlier this had such a a really low inventory and actually if you go on goldfish now you can kind of see a little spike that happened there and that's it's just there isn't a lot on there so i actually bought a few of them because i was like geez there's just not a lot of inventory Mm -hmm. it's just a good card we are going to get it rotating out here uh this fall but it's it is an uncommon which is why it's sitting at a lower but it still had a higher price for an uncommon it's at five bucks yeah but it is a legend oh did Um, i not say foil yeah foil foil. so this yeah it's a legendary creature so it could be your commander but this fits in green blue decks the landfall part of it is awesome Mm -hmm. you know and this is i don't remember what the edh rec decks were but it was it was up there for a newer set you know I actually should for a standard set for well i mean first yeah a set that's still in standard that was in a lot of edh decks and I and I think it's very possible. the The hard thing is, is like I don't know if it's going to drop with rotation. Yeah. Because things have really 
kind of changed in the last year or two where like cards might be on the dip right now. Uh, and I don't think after rotation you're going to see too much in like staple cards. Mm-hmm. So kind of like on the last rotation, you didn't see a dip with uh, like Razaketh or what's the uh, Reign of Hellfire? Like, uh, you, you mean uh, the Hellfire, uh, Torment of Hellfire? Yeah, Torment of Hellfire. You didn't see a huge drop there. Mm-hmm. And in and fact, so, they went up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's something that I would really look out for. This would probably be the time if you have like huge commander cards that you're keeping an eye on you think they're going to drop at rotation this might if, if they're going down right now uh, i would consider looking at them pretty and, strong keeping an eye on them yeah and the thing is is you can pick up the non-foils at dirt cheap like those are so cheap yeah, you can get yeah. those easily but i'm i'm really focused on the foils and a, mm-hmm. as your commander a lot of people like to play with the foils and it's in 5000 edh rec decks as a commander it's over a thousand edh decks Alrighty. so this has only been out for just over a year because it came out around when more of the spark would have been this yeah, year, yeah. whatever it would have been last year yeah. so um definitely I would pick those up if you at least want one for your commander or for your collection, the foils of those bad boys. And then my second one is a Modern Horizons card. Um, It's Dead of Winter. This card just spiked for the foils, and I'm talking non-foils with this. And the foils, I'm going to check this out. But you can get these for like a buck. So this it gives minus x minus x to the amount of snow permanents you have to non snow creatures. creatures. So it's being used in a crap ton. I mean, for just coming out, it's already in quite a few modern. I guess some legacy is being used in there, but it's being used in modern quite a bit. And the big thing is because the foils just spiked. Is what's triggering me is that there the foils are up to twenty one bucks, and you can pick up these for a dollar. So I can see this card reaching five, possibly ten dollars. And I think they even talked about it a little bit. I think bit. it's an easy one sided wrath. Yeah, if not just a cheap cheap wrath. Uh but they also mentioned it on Fast Finance. So then their guys are going to be picking stuff up for this one. So that this is one that I. It still had quite a bit of inventory because this is a new set. From Modern Horizons, yeah. But I would definitely go pick up a few. Go pick up 10 of them. Spend 10 bucks on this. And who knows? I mean, I'd say six six months, a year from now, this is going to be a... You're going to double, triple, quadruple, be 5 to $10 card. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I'm holding on to these. So just to let you know, like I opened up all those boxes. I have cards that I kind of set off to the side that I'm like, okay, I got to keep checking in on this card and this is one of those cards from modern horizons mm-hmm. modern horizons has a lot of really good cards yeah so um, um one of mine I, this might not necessarily be a spec necessarily but like uh so gideon the spell book kind of came out recently mm. and the singles are super cheap so and a lot of them i i think i picked up uh like, and aren't they foil too no, not all of them. I mean, you can buy them in foil. Okay. You get when you buy the spell book, you get one foil randomly. Random, out of that. okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, but you just have like true convention, true convictions under a dollar. You can get Gideon Jura under a buck fifty. Like all of the cards, except for Rest in Peace, are like under two bucks. Um, and so I went through and just kind of filled out my collection with a bunch of that. Just nice. I spent like eight bucks and got every card I wanted. Basically. That's pretty sweet. So I, I would just say if you, if you're looking for some of those white cards that you saw, they're super cheap right now. 
So sweet. Was that it for you? Yeah. Cause I got it. one more suggestion. What? Uh, and so we talked last week, we talked about the commander sets and the ideas that were coming out with like flashback morph. Uh, what were the other two? Uh, they were just so bad. Populate and uh, madness. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're looking to spec on any of those ideas, oh, yeah, that's you right. can tell that a lot of like dream chisel went from a dollar foil up to 16 and Exadron went from like two, three buck foil. That's a $20 foil net right now. And that those both work in morph. But in my opinion, if you find something that works with one of these ideas, get the foil. Only foil. Only get the foil. The reason? It, that, as long as it hasn't gotten ridiculous. Because if, in my opinion... There's not a lot to choose from. There's not a lot to choose from. So the... The they have to put a good. Printed. They have to put a good the good stuff in there because that, that stuff's only under two dollars. Yeah. You know? So that when they do that, it means it's going to be non foil because uh, all yep. the new stuff typically is your commanders and those are in foil and then everything else is non foil. Yeah. So those won't be in there. So you want to go for the foils because they'll most likely be printed. Yeah. So like, there's a card called I believe it's called Catalyst. Uh, artifact and your flashback costs two less your opponent's flashbacks cost two more mm-hmm. that was like a two three dollar card if that and now it's up around six i'm like if that's not reprinted in the flashback deck like that's a fucking awful yeah. deck you know what i mean so like if they fail to reprint that card then it will go crazy if mm. the cards are good but I just see them printing that one. Yeah, I'm having I, trouble. But if you get the foil, although it's already been found out. So if you find something that you like for uh, one of those themes. Let us know. <laughs> you and could then, do that. Yeah. But then I would say go for foil if it, if it hasn't already yeah. done the spike. I don't know if I'm not going to really chase those right now. I just like when we discussed it, it was like they're who knows? It might be really awesome when they start spoiling mm-hmm. here soon. Um, but. <sighs> I am pessimistically optimistic. Yeah. So, but we we should I, mention that they crazy. did spoil those two cards from um, Brawl. That yeah, so is now going to be a commander staple. The uh, the signet that you don't think is actually a signet. It shouldn't be. It's a not signet. a signet. <laughs> but Signets. it's two, and you get to it's a two drop artifact, and you can tap it to give you any color of your commander. So that's in every commander deck. And then the other one yeah. was what? What was that again? Uh, I was it was a commander. It was green, white, oh, blue, that's right. two colorless. Uh, whenever you cast a creature, or whenever a non-token creature comes into play, you get to like draw a card. Yeah, it was and then a, you get to bounce or blink a creature for something three. like that. It was pretty ridiculous, but it was for bra- the brawl set that's so, coming out. Yeah, they're going to be. I think we missed that last week, where yeah. they are going to be doing individual brawl decks mm-hmm. in the fall. So like. They came up with the idea last year. Then they started making... They're going to be making new cards for it, which are commander-relevant, like that Signet is. But, I don't know. Yeah. They're probably going to make really powerful ones because they want it to be successful. But now they're, and, like, and then competing over time, with Oathbreaker. Yeah. They didn't like, know shit. that. <laughs> Oathbreaker? So, but, you know, and then next, the next year is... They're probably not going to do a Brawl decks next year because it's... They need to bring back Battle Bond again. I liked Battle Battle Bond a lot. Bomb. And then we get the other five lands. That would also be cool. Which, by the way, I kind of checked into those lands again. You know, I was picking. We were picking those up for like five bucks or four or five bucks last last year. year. 
They're at least double that now. They're all they're just, around ten. Yeah, they easy. keep going up, and so I I even think those are going to hit twenty at some point. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see that. They're they're, they're really, really solid lands in Commander. All right, we should finish this up. We are over <laughs> an hour. Um, <laughs> you guys, Get can our sound f- cut out. Follow. Yeah, let me check really quick. Larry, why don't you talk for a second? And talking. Sweet. There we go. All right, you guys can check us out on Twitter. At Commander Smith. You can go to YouTube. At Commander Smith. And you can Gmail us. At Commander Smith. And then you can go to Patreon. At Commander Smith. Until next week, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. I thought you were supposed to copy me on that. Bye. Bye. All right, I'll cut it up and put it in. That was pretty good. (laughs) You don't have to cut it up. We can just... (laughs)